atop Boston, it's Celtics Express, where we bring you the latest in the quest for Banner 18. It's the Prince of the Parquet, the Captain of Causeway, the Governor of Green. Oh, wait, really? He quit? Okay, then. Here's your host, Jay Corwin. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome to Celtics Express, the only spot for you to find all the numbers, sound, chatter. You need to be a responsible NBA fan in under 20 minutes. We come to you with recaps, previews, several mornings a week. Keep track of us on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Celtics Express, on Twitter, at Celtics Express, and of course at OTG Basketball. Whatever your NBA intrigue is, it's a must-check out. Team of writers and potters, second to none at otgbasketball.com. On this journey into the Celtics beat, we'll be joined by NBA writer extraordinaire, the Socrates of the NBA, Mr. Matt Chin. You know him from NBA Math, Celtics Blog. He's all over the place. We're lucky to have him. We'll touch on Celtics post-All-Star Renaissance over just four games. What's up with LeBron and his new super friends? And, of course, we will preview the massive matchup Saturday night with the powerhouse Rockets in the Lone Star State, a classic matchup of the irresistible force against the immovable object in what both fan bases hope is a June preview. Celtics points per game right now, 21st in the league, 104. That's up after the All-Star break, of course, but points allowed, 99.9. Good for second in the league for the Rockets. They are second in the league in points per game, 113 plus, almost 114 points allowed, just about 105. That is 11th in the league. The Celtics have scored 113.3 since the All-Star break. Again, winners of four in a row. None of those games very close. Ball movement huge, lack of turnovers. Celtics assist to turnover ratio since the All-Star break at 2.5 plus. That's second in the NBA only to San Antonio on the season. Boston at about 1.6. and That ranks right about middle of the pack. Kyrie Irving has clearly turned up the heat here in the second half in the last game against the Charlotte Hornets. 34 points in three quarters since the All-Star break, averaging just 28 and a half minutes per game. Six dimes, six boards, a steal a game. That three-point percentage north of 52%. He's clearly on a mission. Head coach Brad Stevens on the hot restart. I think that we've been a little bit more consistent um, you know, in our prep and our in our focus and just kind of getting ready to compete and all that stuff. And then we've just played a little bit better. You know, maybe that's because we were not fresh. Maybe we're a lot fresher than we were. I don't know. I love how Stevens pretends like he doesn't know exactly why they're playing better. With that, we head to the Celtics Express customer service line. Teddy, hit me. Got NBA on the brain? Call the sex line. Whoa there. That's Celtics Express customer service. Give us your take at 617-807-0013 to be heard on the show. We bring in NBA writer Matt Chin to give us a ride through his razor-sharp NBA brain. We always love when he comes on the show. Matt, thanks for coming on. How are you doing? Good. Long time no talk. Good to be back on the show. Yeah, glad to have you back. An extended all-star break for the Celtics Express crew. Back to hit it hard for the stretch run of this season. Coming out of the all-star break, the Celtics a perfect 4 now. None of them really close, Matt. Kyrie Irving clearly switching gears in a big way. What are your thoughts on, on the second half of the season so far? They really look like a different team coming out of the all-star break. I'm not sure what Brad Stevens told them 
to do over the All-Star break or what film he had them watching, but they really look like a completely different team. Uh, the offensive confidence is definitely a notable factor compared to what we saw at the end uh, of the first part of the, right before the All-Star break came to us. Um, you know, you saw some pretty ghastly offensive performances, and it's not like they're running completely different sets. I think they're just running it much more effectively. You're seeing Terry Rozier, Marcus Smart, you talked about Kyrie Irving. They're getting a lot more pain penetration. Uh, I think the pick-and-roll sets have been a lot better offensively. They're moving the ball with more crispness. Uh, you're seeing a lot more hockey passes. Um, I am still hesitant to you know, go all-in with this team. You see wins against teams like Memphis and New York that are obviously lacking a lot of motivation as they try to improve their draft stock. Um, but that Charlotte win last night, or two nights ago, was a really impressive win just because the Hornets are playing their best basketball of the season. Right now, they had won five games straight going into it. Obviously, games with Houston and, and Minnesota, two of the best teams in the Western Conference, are nice measuring points for the Celtics. But Kyrie Irving, you hit it right on the head, has led them uh, coming out of this all-star break. His level of efficiency has been absolutely insane and off the charts. He's only played one uh, game out of these four after the all-star break with more than 30 minutes. Uh, and it's nice to be able to sit many of the starters in the fourth quarter as they gear up for this playoff push. It is a pretty good endorsement of Marcus Smart. I mean, we talked about that when they kind of went on that skid. Marcus Smart was out with the uh, punch-swipe hand injury there. And uh, it's pretty interesting as he comes back, the Celtics start to flow a bit. Is it coincidental? I don't know. It seems to be a pretty big sample size. So interesting there. We'll see how that goes. That uh, looms pretty well for his contract talks, I would think. Um, To your professional opinion, do you put it – more as a physical break or a mental adaptation to the second half of the season that's really had the Celtics turn it up? I would say it's mental. Uh, definitely yeah. the gear, uh, kind of the grind of the middle of the NBA, dog, dog days of the NBA season, uh, certainly got to them, I think, because they're just so young, so inexperienced. I think they needed those seven days off to really regroup and re-gear. Um, you know, like I said, it's not like they overhauled their offense. It's not like they're making meaningful changes to their rotation. I think they're just running their sets more effectively. Obviously, they can harken back to their defense whenever they want. Um, but it's so nice to be able to see them uh, look more decisive um, within the offensive flow. And I do think, even though Marcus Smart is more of a defensive specialist, you know, he's such an emotional leader on the floor. I think that second unit, yeah. especially for those two or three weeks that he was out toward the, um, you know, over the last month or so, um, really took a toll on, on the second unit. Uh, as much as we wanted to crown Terry Rozier as, you know, the next, you know, leader of, of the bench unit, I want he's to still so bad. Young. And I think. The team tends to go as Marcus Smart goes, and he's such a catalyst with his energy whenever he's in the game that I think um, you know it boosts their confidence a lot to know that they could have multiple ball handlers uh, in the game. And I also think that now that Marcus Morris is fully healthy, he's really injected a nice sense of offense. And your point about Marcus Morris, admittedly, I think I was uh, you know a bit late to the party. Really didn't want to give him the credit uh, that he deserves, but I think I'm all on board. His offensive output has been uh, pretty unbelievable. So you brought up Daniel Tice. What's up with the German and his uh, bum leg? Yeah, the sources that I've had said that the hamstring injury is not a major issue. They're just trying to get him some spot starts uh, for, for rest. Um, you know, I think that Charlotte game against a big bruising center like Dwight Howard was a good spot 
for Brad Stevens to find some rest. Um, so from what I've heard, it's nothing to be overly concerned about. But um, Tice has been playing incredibly well. Uh, coming out of the All-Star break, he's looking more comfortable in the pick and roll. His diving to the rim, the energy that he brings, his rim running from, from end to end in the fast break. And I think that's part of the reason why you've seen less Greg Monroe. Um, there was a question about Monroe's um, role on this team after he picked up the DNPCD uh, uh, that game before Charlotte. Um, but I think that's just a testament to Brad Stevens picking and choosing the spots where he wants to unleash certain bench players and having confidence that their skill sets will really shine through at the right moments. Yeah, you get the feeling Greg Monroe might have like a 42-point game in the playoffs out of nowhere, and, and that's all we'll hear from him. So from Germany... Hey, I'll take one. I'll take one. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So from Germany to Boston to Northeast Ohio, alternating wins and losses for the Cavaliers. Is the honeymoon over? Jordan Clarkson ejected in Thursday night's game against the 76ers. They lost that one. J.R. Smith, he was suspended by head coach Tyron Lue before that game. After a shoot-around, he said something happened was pretty tight-lipped about it. What's going on in Cleveland? Yeah, it's funny. People were so quick to kind of recrown the Cavs as the mm-hmm. hands-down favorite after that big win against Boston uh, in their first game. But, you know, I was never going to jump on the board that quick. I think you know, one of the sad stories that people aren't really talking about with their trade deadline acquisitions is that they got rid of a lot of shot-making between Isaiah Thomas and Dwayne Wade. Say what you want about those guys' defensive woes and how they were kind of working with LeBron. But um, Jordan Clarkson, Rodney Hood, Larry Nance Jr., those guys are not shot creators. They're not off-the-dribble guys that are really going to be uh, counted upon to create shots for themselves, to create shots for others, uh, especially when LeBron's on the bench. So I think what you're seeing with them is – you know, LeBron's usage is skyrocketing up the charts, and they're just putting the ball in his hands and telling him to make plays. But when you know you have only one player, uh, even if he is the greatest player in the world, uh, trying to put the team on his back and do all the playmaking, it's really tough. Uh, and so I wonder if they're going to demand more out of Jordan Clarkson to try to create more off the dribble, um, if they're going to need Kevin Love to be more uh, of a shot creator and dump it down to him in the post more because this team is filled with spot-up shooters, which is great for LeBron. But at the same time, you need a secondary playmaker, someone who can create off the dribble when LeBron's either on the bench or getting swarmed with double and triple teams. And that's what you're seeing right now. Yeah, Matt, really interesting stuff with the narrative uh, just a couple months ago was that the Cavaliers were done, the Celtics were going to take the East. Then after the trade, it was the Celtics are done. They had a slide. Cavaliers are are surely crowned Eastern Conference champions, and now it's kind of swinging the other way. So the ebbs and flows of the NBA season, really interesting. And Kevin Love, man, sometimes you forget that guy's even on the team at this point. I think some pretty interesting points about uh, the roster makeup. And now we head to Texas as the Celtics embark on a road trip here, playing the Houston Rockets Saturday night. The Rockets going for their 15th straight win. They're continuing to stay just ahead of Golden State in the Western Conference. It's going to be a marquee matchup Saturday night. Cancel your Tinder dates. What's the deal, Matt? Yeah, it's going to be a premier matchup. Uh, obviously, the Rockets are looking for a little bit of redemption after giving up that massive lead against the Celtics in Boston earlier this season. Everyone remembers the multiple offensive foul uh, draws that Marcus Smart had against James Harden in the backcourt with Harden pushing off. I think Smart should be motivated to really get under Harden's skin again. 
but you hit it right on the head. This Rockets team is playing at an absolutely blistering level right now. Uh, they've really been able to find their groove, and I think uh, the decision to take Ryan Anderson out of the starting lineup and, and put P.J. Tucker a little bit of toughness and grit into the starting lineup has really uh, put this team on a completely different level. So it, it's going to be a game that's played with a ton of pace and space. Uh, you're going to see a lot of individual one-on-one playmaking. Uh, you're really going to need Marcus Smart, Terry Rozier, Jalen Brown to get up into Jaylen, uh, James Harden and Chris Paul's airspace, not allow them to get downhill to the rim. Um, so it's a matchup that you definitely want to cancel any of your Saturday night plans. Make sure that you're glued to the TV uh, because this might be the best game um, on paper that the Celtics have for the rest of the season. You said it. We talk about how sometimes the regular season doesn't matter, but this surely seems like a barometer test. Everyone will be glued to those TVs. ABC Saturday night tip-off just after 8.30. It is Chin Sanity, Mad Chin. Matt, as always, thanks for coming on, bringing the heat. We appreciate you. Yeah, let's do it again soon. Keep up with Matt and his NBA stylings. He's a great follow on Twitter, at MattChinNBA. Recall back on Thursday, December 28th, it was Houston and Boston at the Garden. The Celtics able to sneak that one out with a 99-98 win. The Rockets were without Chris Paul and Clint Capella in that one and are clearly playing at a different level now. Over the years, though, Boston has been a win streak killer. We heard Matt Chin talk smart. Marcus has been huge. He's got a defensive rating of 99.1. That's the best in the NBA when you talk about players who played in at least 30 games, averaging at least 30 minutes per game. Smart on getting another crack at the beard Saturday night. Let's try to warm down. Stay on him and make every shot that he takes tough. You know, he's going to make some tough shots, but, you know, uh, he's not going to make enough. Uh, and eventually, you know, if you, if you contest in every shot and make it work for it, in the fourth quarter, those shots become harder. Yeah, you drew those two big fouls on him late in the comeback. Do you, how much you relish matchups like that when you, you have a chance to go up against one of the best offensive players in the game? I love it. You know, uh, <clears throat> it's an opportunity for me to, you know, challenge myself on the defensive game. And, uh, you know, each and every day I'm up for those type of challenges. You know, my teammates and this coaching staff support me. And, you know, they give me the confidence to, to have the ability to do that. And, uh, and when those opportunities come, to, you know, do everything I can to my, my ability to help this team. So Marcus Martin, his crew, James Harden, and his boys ready to get it on in H-Town. Saturday night should be a great one. The Rockets, again, winners of 15 straight, coming in 48-13 and 13 on the season. Celtics red hot, four wins in a row, 44-19. and 19. It's time for the Lakers watch as Celtics fans hope to get a big-time lottery pick this spring, but it's not looking good. Lakers have won four in a row, 7-3 in the last 10, now have back-to-back winning months after a paltry start. They started 11 and 27, now 16 and 7 cents. The Lakers were winless in nine games from late November through early January, losing by an average of 14 points, now 9 and 0 at home since. With their average win coming by 16 points, they've downed the Celtics, Spurs, Rockets, taking the Warriors to overtime twice. They've also split four games with the Thunder. So the Lake Show certainly trending upward for the Celtics. The time is now a big test in Texas on S-A-T-U-R-D-A-Y night. Should be a good one. With that, we wrap another episode of Celtics Express. We thank our producer, Teddy Tuhat, our guest, Matt Chin, our legions of fans, and, of course, Dr. James Naismith. Thank you, doctor. You can find us on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, OTG Basketball, and on Twitter at Celtics Express. Until next time, 
stay dry. That sun is right around the corner. I'm your host, Jay Corwin. We'll see you at the garden. <laughs>